Blog Talk Radio. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas, you're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page One with LaVar and Mary on Blog Talk Radio. everybody it is friday night it is february 25th welcome to another edition of page one here on blog talk radio so glad that we are with you and i would be uh, remiss at the top of the show if i did not say well hopefully um i know in the midst of everything that has been happening this week especially in the last couple of days uh, we are well aware. I know that the thing is, is that when you get to podcasts or when you get to different things, you expect to hear the latest of what's going on. Uh, but, of course, we are well aware of what is going on in the world. Uh, and what is going on right now definitely is uh, – I don't know whether to say it's more of a um, scary situation. Uh, there's a lot of – questions, uh, but hopefully uh, over the next hour, uh, we can kind of be a respite from that. There's a lot of things going on. Of course, if you're looking for the latest news, you can always tune into whatever station that you listen to for news. I'm not here to tell you to listen to this one or that one. Um, hopefully, uh, all of the stations that do um, give you the latest of what is going on over in the Ukraine, and of course, for those uh in that area of the world uh, who listen to podcasts or to radio, uh, definitely uh, you hope and you pray that better because you don't want to see situations like this happening. Um, And I can tell you, I mean, as far as the latest of what is going on, uh, there has been new explosions seen and heard around Uh, Kiev, and I'm pretty sure that there will be more throughout the weekend, but um, hopefully for the next hour, we can kind of be a little bit of a getaway from all of that, but I am joined, as always, by my wonderful friend, Mary. How are you? I'm doing okay, Um, well, comparatively, Um, and yeah, my heart does go out to those people that are affected by this, so uh, not that there's a lot that that does for you, but you are in my thoughts, and hopefully we can all get through this relatively unscathed to the other side. Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely, you know, it's one of those things where you go into shows like, you know, ours, and, and granted, this is a show that deals with current events and topics, and occasionally we do get into the serious side of the news. Uh, you wrestle, especially for podcasts like this, as to whether you go on and you do what you normally do, or you preempt what you do and talk about what's going on. And like I said, we're not blind to what's going on. This isn't like we're just going to go in and laugh for about an hour and not pretend that there's something going on on the other side of the world. We're well aware of it. We just hope that at this point in time, 
our thoughts and prayers are with everyone in that area and with that region uh, that we can kind of be a little bit of a getaway uh, at least for the next hour or so that we're with you here on this Friday night, which we're here uh, pretty much every Friday night. I don't know. We haven't missed a sh- Well, <laughs> I don't would. I don't think we've missed a show yet this year. Um, we have been here. This is now the end of February, the last show for this month. Next we meet, it will be March. Um, even then, for this February, it had four weeks for a short month. Um, so, yeah, here we are. Uh, how has your week been? It's been a nutso week for me. And I, I feel like it's been a nutso week for a lot of people. Like, this week has been, I don't, I, I don't know how to explain it. If I could say, like, it's the full moon on Friday the 13th on a leap year in the middle of winter, snowstorm in summer. Like, it's just been crazy. And although I'm doing well, um, I still feel it, you know, and I know other people feel mm-hmm. it as well. So for those people that are feeling this crazy week, I hear you. I feel you. I know what you're thinking and feeling right now. Like, I, I got you 100%. Um, but, yeah, it's been a crazy week. For for us that had a holiday at the beginning of it and everything else. <laughs> By the way, I think there's only one Friday the 13th this year, and that Friday the 13th, uh, will be in May. Um, it will be, I do believe, that a few days after Mother's Day. So uh, it, it's kind of odd. Um, it will be, yeah, May 13th. Um, and who knows? Hopefully we'll be doing a show on that Friday the 13th. I don't know. Did we do anything special for Friday the 13th? I'm trying to remember. Have. We may have covered like superstitions on one of them sometime, but not in recent memory. Gotcha. It, it, we do so many of these now, I kind of forget what we've done. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. around that time, we'll do a top 13 of something. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think there's. Huh? Well, I think that there's been be enough. The Friday I yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, here's the thing. I, I, I see something where there's been a bunch of horror movies. So at this point, what's your mm-hmm. top 13 horror movies of all time? Sure. Friday the 13th, 1 through 13. <laughs> you can't I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, kidding. Well, that would be the funniest thing ever. Well, if Mary doesn't do something, I might do a top 13 list for you or something. Maybe I, I will do it myself. Maybe I will do the top 13 athletes to wear number 13. I'll come up with something. So, yeah. But, yes, it has been a weird week, and I think that we are not the only ones who have thought that. I think everyone who I've talked to this week has pretty much said that this week has been just – it should have started that way at the beginning and moved, like, slower towards the end. But it is not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know if it's because it's the end of the month, but it's just, like, insane. Uh, and it's only the second know. month of the year. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I have no idea. But hopefully it gets better, and hopefully it gets better for a lot of people. Uh, a lot to come this hour. I will tell you, and, and pretty much uh, 
we will have the Almanac. We will also uh, talk a little bit about Jawan Howard tonight and that whole deal. Uh, I know even more so because, as you all know, Mary is a big University of Michigan fan, so I'm curious to uh, – because I want to come at it from a couple of different ways, uh, not just what happened, but post what happened. Um, there was a New York Times article that – or New York Post article that I read – about what kind of led up to that and what was said because there's video and uh, they kind of went through it. Uh, also, um, retro moment of the week tonight, and then uh, I wanted to talk about a story that I saw about uh, Jerry Lewis. Um, it is something that when I read it, I was interested first, not well, not just in the story. But I want to see the comments because when things like this happen, uh, people get really defensive uh, in regards to uh, the backlash, especially if something comes out about someone a little bit after they're gone. And kind of what you hear will be a little bit of a surprise, but I want to kind of talk about that a little bit. And then I actually have a little bit of fun here toward the end of the show. Uh, Interesting article that I read, uh, which kind of correlates with where Mary lives, but you would be more surprised about uh, something about the rest of us and what it says kind of for it. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I will tell you when we get to that point. And then, of course, tonight – Yay or nay, Uh, hopefully we have a few good ones here for yay or nay. And then that's pretty much it. Um, That is the show. Uh, So I pretty much just gave it to you all. Uh, So now you know how to set your clock to it. Um, But uh, going into the Almanac, and I kind of get a little lost here because this week is, like I said, it's the last three days of the month, pretty much. So with today being February 25th, it is National Chocolate-Covered Nut Day, and I will reserve all jokes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for them. That's why I sat silent for a moment. I was like, mm. I'm not going there. <laughs> I'm so, no, I'm not going there. Because uh, it seems every time we talk about uh, – that topic, it, it always, we can never get through it with a straight face. Um, nope. Yeah. Chocolate so, covered yeah. nuts. It's, I mean, I like dark chocolate versus, you know, like white chocolate, but covered nuts, man. Chocolate covered nuts are always good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I said that was pretty good. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good. <laughs> And now you're going to make me go to it. Uh, All right. (laughs) Somehow I have a feeling that will not be the last time I go to that tonight. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But it's also National Clam Chowder Day. It is also Skip the Straw Day. <laughs> I'm sorry. You just said chocolate-covered nuts and clam chowder. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. It was in that order. Center, focus, focus, center. Okay, go ahead. 
And it also skipped the straw day. Uh, the fourth Friday in February is skipped the straw. Well, you know, here's the thing. I don't know. I Lately, I think you know how I feel in regards to drinking straws because um, I know a lot of different stadiums uh, have pretty much kind of started skipping it uh, or going to paper straws, which is a, I know we're trying to save the environment. But no, <laughs> it's not good. Yeah, especially I'm with, with you. No, Mm-mm. no, Mm-mm. no. Mm-mm. It's a no, no. There's something about we, it. We, it's because it's so it's paper thin, and it, it plastic holds the flavor of it. Like if you're sipping a Coke out of like a paper straw, it's gonna taste like paper. Uh, you know, it's almost like the difference between drinking something, a particular something out of a can compared to in a glass, it kind of is different, you know, it, it okay. just is. So no. Uh, Saturday, tomorrow, it is national tell a fairy tale day. It is also national pistachio day. And it is National Set a Good Example Day, which is tomorrow. Sunday brings you, and I've tried to pronounce this all day, and I knew I was going to get this messed up when I got to it. Uh, it is <laughs> Anis, is it Anismia Awareness Day? I'm, forgive me if I get it wrong. My Chicago accent and the fact that it's late in the day is probably going to get this wrong, and, I, and I've tried very hard. Uh I think it's Anismia Awareness Day. And what that is is that it brings attention to a condition causing a loss of smell. Uh, Of all of our senses, smell perhaps is taken for granted more than any other. So there's many causes of it. The most common reasons are due to upper respiratory or sinus nasal infections or diseases. Um, So the conditions cause a permanent or long-term loss of the sense. And when those symptoms are prolonged or lifelong, uh, many – and Sonics do not get to enjoy the flavor of foods, the scent of, you know, different things, or uh, their sense of smell as an early warning sign for danger. So uh, that is on uh, the 27th. It's actually also National Kahlua Day. Um, It is National... (laughs) Yes. It is also National Strawberry Day, National Polar Bear Day, and it is also... National Retro Day. So, um, yeah, if you want to observe National Retro Day, whatever your retro is, wear it, drive it, play it, host a retro party, watch a classic retro film, um, I guess I will ask you in favor of National or ahead of National Retro Day, what is your favorite retro um, toy or um, retro, I guess, thing that you like. I guess because you know a lot of people they like retro clothes. A lot of people like retro watches. A lot of people like uh, classic movies, or they like um, in terms of music. A lot of people don't listen to today's music. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but do you have a favorite uh, retro thing that you listen to or do or? go back to? Oh, God, everything. 
Are you kidding? I have not grown up. Um, I am into retro movies. I love rewatching some of the old classics, some of the old, like, I like watching some of the old ones that were, like, cult classics. So they weren't popular when we were around, but now that people have seen them, they're like, oh, this is actually a really good film. No, no, no dips, Sherlock. Like, good job. Way to be. Um, I love doing that. Uh, I love listening to old music. Just music that brings me back to a time. Um, so, yeah, like that kind of stuff. But then I also like the retro games. So, like, Hungry Hungry Hippos, you know, Operation, Magic 8-Balls. Rubik's Cube, like stuff that was like, I wish we could get like side ponytails and slap bracelets back. I would totally be down. Um, I am pretty sure if yeah, you go somewhere I, and look on one, you'll find them. <laughs> I'm sure I can, and the, but I don't have enough hair for side pony anyway. So, um, but yeah, there's a lot of things out there that are just like, yeah, I remember that. That was great. So yeah, when it comes to retro stuff, mm-hmm. yes, just yes. The only, yes, the only thing I want. Tell me. Yeah, just don't do the click clacks. Please don't do those. <laughs> you know, I never did those. No? We never did those. No, we never did click clacks. Hmm. And it might have been just because I was in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of nowhere, Illinois. Like, I was in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of nowhere. It was insane. <laughs> you couldn't get more middle of nowhere where we were so maybe that was why I I don't know, but yeah, it was no. We never. I never. I never did that. And I don't you remember make it my like you, that either. You make it sound like you walked around with like a slingshot in your back pocket. <laughs> uh, it's a paddle. It was a paddle ball, but yeah. I grew up in a, and this is this is like um, you get to have a little bit of Mary tonight. Um, I grew up in what I called my neighborhood, and my neighborhood consisted of five houses and five one two three four. Yep, five houses, and in that five in those five houses there were two four eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 kids total. So in an age range that ranged from kids that were born early 80s, so 83, 84, up mm-hmm. to I think we were the oldest kids in 77, 78. So pretty compact, you know, group of kids, and we all played. We that's how we that's how we played. That's how we that's what we knew. That you know, you wanted to play tag, it was with these people. You wanted to play baseball, guess what? We're playing pickup. You wanna play hide and seek in the middle of the night? These were the people we played with all the time until we went to school. Um and even then it was when we went to school we had our our school friends, but then we'd get on the bus and we'd be the group of people that would get on and off the bus first and last. So yeah, it kind of was. It it really was like kickball in somebody's yard, and we play, you know, this tree stump was first base, and that that square on the sidewalk was second base, and third base was, you know, that tree over there. And they were never equal equidistant from anybody, and <laughs> that square on the sidewalk kept getting moved. That was my growing up. So for me, yeah, it was a very it was very much. You think Mayberry, that's what I feel like my growing up was like. A little bit more modern than Mayberry, but that's what I'm thinking. Um, 
You sit on the front porch. You watch. You watch fireflies. You, when one parent yelled for it's time to come to dinner, that meant everybody went home for dinner. Um, game was over. Um, so yeah, I kind of was that kid with the slingshot in the back pocket. Like I said, mine was a paddle ball. You know, one of those rubber band try to hit it, and mm-hmm. I never could get it to work. Um, but mm-hmm. that was what I remember growing up as until we moved into town. And I missed it. You walk. You walked around with a lantern and you walked five miles to school every day. And, uh... <laughs> I did walk uphill to get to the school bus from where I live. We lived at the bottom of the hill, and we did walk uphill to get to the school bus in the winter. And when we did, every now and again, one of the parents would be nice enough to come up with their car so that we could sit there and sitting in the car and thawing out. Interesting. And it was by a sawmill. So we got to sit, we got to go stand by a sawmill sign. No, no, no. it was the old sawmill. Mhm. That's what called the old sawmill. <laughs> it wasn't just a sawmill. <laughs> but uh, so, so when you talk retro, I'm like black and white retro. I'm not even. I yeah. <laughs> Put me back here. Take me back. Interesting. Interesting. But yes, um, that is um, that on Saturday. And then, like I said, oh, sorry, Monday. Uh, Monday is National Chocolate Souffle Day. It is National Floral Design Day, National Public Sleeping Day, National Tooth Fairy Day, and Rare Disease Day USA, which is the last uh, day in. February, and then when you get into um, really the beginnings of next week, uh, when you get to Tuesday, uh, which is March 1st, and of course when we talk to you next Friday night, we will have all of the things for the month of March to look forward to, but on March 1st, this actually gets a little interesting because Tuesday brings a lot of things, so bear with me. Uh, Since it is the beginning of March, it is National Dad Gum That's Good Day on March first. Uh, <laughs> you could say Dad Gum That's Good. Uh, yeah, National Fruit Compote Day. Uh, it is National Horse Protection Day, National Minnesota Day, National Peanut Butter Lovers Day, National Pig Day, Self Injury Awareness Day. And it is uh, Fastnot Day, which is the day before Ash Wednesday. It is also Punchkey Day, Fat Tuesday, and March 1st is National Pancake Day. Ooh! So it's not only Fat Tuesday and Punchkey Day, but you also have National Pancake Day at IHOP, which is next Tuesday, March 1st. So pancakes for dinner. Um and then the day after that on Wednesday, it is a, uh, Ash Wednesday. Uh, it is National Read Across America Day or Dr. Seuss Day. It is World Teen Mental Wellness Day, National Old Stuff Day, and National Banana Cream Pie Day. And next Thursday brings you uh, Nath- National Anthem Day, National Cold Cuts Day, National I Want You to Be Happy Day, National Mold Wine Day, Soup It Forward Day and National uh, Hospitalist Day. 
which is the first Thursday in March. Um, so there's a lot of stuff going on. And by the way, next Friday, I'm going to give you one ahead of time. Uh, next Friday on the 4th, well, actually, we're going to give you two things ahead of time. It's National Employee Appreciation Day, and it is also National Dress in Blue Day next Friday. Uh, National Dress in Blue Day on the first Friday of March encourages everyone to learn about the causes of colon cancer and raise awareness by wearing blue. So much like the pink ribbon represents those lost to breast cancer, a blue star honors the memory of those lost to colon cancer. Uh, continuing the blue theme on Dress in Blue Day, awareness efforts provide support through fundraising for screening and awareness education. So, uh, yeah, Dress in Blue next Friday. There you go. I will be wearing blue next Friday. Um, family member had uh, stage four colon cancer and is in remission and is col- and is cancer free, but that was a very scary time for our family. So. Very much proponent of screen. When you when your doctor says get screened, get screened. It's annoying. It's not not very comfortable. But when it's done, it's done, and then you're good to go. And that saves you a lot of heartache in in everything. Indeed, indeed, uh, definitely. Um, do you you know pretty much? Um, the best ways that you can observe it uh, besides wearing blue is finding out more about your risk factors and scheduling a screening if you are due, donating, uh, using hashtag Dress in Blue Day to share on social media. And you can visit www.support. Uh, I want to get this right. It is support uh, C, uh, to find out more and spread the word. Uh, so, Yes, like Mary said, um, it is. I know it's one of those things where people are like, oh, I want to do that. No, it's all. Uh, the older folks always said, uh, you know, it, it's better to uh, be proactive uh, than re- reactive <laughs> sometimes. So um, colon cancer often has no symptoms until its advanced stages, placing victims at a higher risk. Uh, if they wait until symptoms appear. And screenings, of course, are recommended beginning at age 50 and younger if you are high risk. So, yes, indeed. Um, so we're blue. Uh, but that's all I will give you from the Almanac. There's a lot going into March, and we'll talk about that next week. Uh, but I want to kind of get into our first story tonight because we're almost at the halfway point of this already. Um, so, of course, you all know the story of Jawan Howard this week and uh, Michigan basketball coach Jawan Howard, who was suspended uh, without pay for the final five games of his team's regular season. Uh, he was also fined. And then, um, so the thing about that, according to the New York Post, uh, if you've seen the video, uh, it was after the Michigan's loss to Wisconsin. They're going through the handshake line, and the coach of uh, Michigan, uh, I'm mean, sorry, Wisconsin, uh, Greg Gard, uh, went to put his hand on his arm to stop him uh, and try and explain his case for why he took a timeout with 15 seconds left and his team up 15 points. Uh, and According to the New York Post, Juwan Howard gave Greg Gard 
two warnings in the handshake line that led to the brawl that followed the Michigan-Wisconsin basketball game on Sunday. Uh, and he, he said, and quote, I'll remember that blank. He appeared to tell the Wisconsin coach. Uh, and then guard then put his hand on Howard's arm to stop him and try to explain his case. But, of course, guard's touch did not sit well with Howard. Don't effing touch me, he repeatedly said to guard before the altercation began to blow over. Uh, actually, on Twitter, uh, Pablo Iglesias has the unedited, not safe for work uh, language of that full raw look at the events that led going up to that. Uh, uh, more coaches tried to get in between the two, and eventually Howard took a swing at Wisconsin assistant Joe Kravenhoff, and multiple players then appeared to follow suit as the postgame scene turned ugly. Uh, Howard later had refused to apologize for the incident, pinning the blame on guard. He says, someone touched me, and I think it was very uncalled for for them to touch me as we were verbalizing and communicating with one another. That's what escalated it. Uh, and, of course, guard was fined as well. But a lot of people uh, were in the opening stages, uh, of course, when things happened, were pretty much calling for Juwan Howard to be fired, uh, stating that as a coach and as a leader of these young men, that he is held to a high standard and what he did was wrong. And then throughout the week also, uh, some people on sports talk radio and other places have said that maybe, just maybe, that the handshake line in college basketball uh, maybe should be something that should be discontinued. And that also brought a lot of coaches, especially uh, the head coach of Illinois basketball, to say that, uh, that that's wrong and that it should continue, if not for that reason. So as a uh, Michigan fan, uh, but not just as a Michigan fan, but I would tell you to put on your hat as a sports outsider, uh, two things. First, your oh. – on what happened, and then should the uh, handshake in college basketball after those games, should that discontinue? Mm -hmm. Okay, so full disclosure, I've been watching Juwan Howard since he was at Michigan. That's part of the reason I became as big of a Michigan fan as I am. As a sport, as a Michigan fan, timeout at the end of the game was crap. It was, and on top of that, the official actually said something to the head coach of Wisconsin about the timeout, like, hey, if you do this, this is what happens. That's the head coach's job to remember the rules. You shouldn't have to remind them. You should remind them if they're breaking them, but not if they're not remembering something that happened and they're not taking, like, he wasn't taking the timeout and it's like, hey, if you take it, like, that was kind of crappy. Um, as a sports person, as a basketball fan, um, it got out of hand really fast. It escalated a lot faster than I thought it should have. Um, they should have taken it off the court. It should have. I, I, I'm I'm not against getting rid of the handshake line, but I kind of like it um, because in grade school, in middle school, and in high school, it's definitely needed to reinforce good sportsmanship. And in college, you should still be doing good sportsmanship. Now,
now, does it have to be a full-on handshake line like it is now? No, maybe it should, could involve something that's somewhere between a handshake line and what they do in the NBA, which is basically everybody just bum rushes the court and they all shake hands and, and hug and talk to each other. Um, I don't know how we get to that point. I don't have a good answer for that. But there's something that has to happen. Um, we've been, especially in light of everything else, if somebody says, don't touch me, you don't touch them. Um, with everything that's going on with COVID and everything that's going on with depression and what, everything that's going on with press and just living life, I would say as normally as we have been, which we haven't been, something was going to blow up. It just happened to be that night. Um, I think something like this would have happened anyway. Um, I do believe he should have been fined. I do believe he should have been suspended for a couple of games. I don't think for the rest of the games of the season, but, you know, that's not up to me. Um, but fired is too much. I think getting fired is too much, especially it, because you can see he does say, don't effing touch me. Um, so when somebody tells you don't effing touch me, don't effing touch them, you know, <laughs> that that's the, I'm sorry, if I said don't touch me and you touch me, I could scream rape. And, and granted, okay, if you may have just been grabbing my arm, but th- really, this, that's how how we've gotten so sensitive about stuff that if you're going to fulfill that spot and be that person in the spotlight and be that, unfortunately in this case, role model, you need to follow those weirdly very sensitive things which is if somebody says, don't touch me, don't. Um, I think it was a little harsh, but to fire, to call for for Howard to be fired, um, if you're going to do that, then you got to fire the head coach for Wisconsin as well. Um, and I don't think that's something that's appropriate either. Um, right. So it's, it's a catch twenty two. Something has to be done. It wasn't a good. It wasn't a good example. That was a very bad example of sportsmanship. It's a very bad example. Um, but we can learn from it. We can move on. We can improve. And that's the best part of this. Like that's the best part of sports. That's the part of sports I love the most. Is that yeah, that sucks. But now we now it's brought it to light. Let's fix this. Let's make this better. And make it good for the fans again. Right. Yeah, it was one of those things where when I saw it, I, I still kind of feel the same way. I, I said hefty fines. I said at the time, and I did tweet it, and I said no suspensions because it's one of those things where it was a dust-up. It happens. You know, even sometimes in the NBA, if there's dust-ups, there's technicals, and then it's pretty much it. Um it's one of those things, too, where one action led to another action, which led to an additional action, which should not have happened. One, if someone has given you a heads up, don't touch me, <laughs> and you go ahead and touch them, what do you think was going to happen? Because I will tell you this now. Mm-hmm. As a long-time college basketball person, if you went and you probably put your arm on uh, Bobby Knight or you know John Chaney at that time, they probably would have knocked you on your wrist. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, it's not going to stand. And it kind of was almost like disrespectful in doing that. 
and try and explain it then. If you're going to explain something as to why you did something, you know, wait until after the game's over and you guys are, like, in a corridor somewhere, you know. Um, and if you don't think that you can pass each other without something happening, uh, then don't. You know, at that point, you know, uh, bypass him real quick, shake the young man's hand of the team because they didn't do anything. It was a coach. Um, and you discuss it later. Juwan Howard lost his cool. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And that's something that you can't do as a coach. Um, Correct. hundred percent. We have seen in the past. That's out of character for him too. Yeah. I mean, he's a very emotional coach. And at the same time, you know, you have to control that. And hopefully this is a learning lesson for him. I don't agree with the length of the suspension. I really just think that it should have been maybe if you're going to suspend the Wisconsin coach for one game, then maybe Juwan Howard for two to three games. I think that five was a little excessive, uh, but I know that they wanted to make an example out of it. Um, So, you know, it will be what it will be. And hopefully for him, you know, he has learned that you can't, you know, slap somebody upside the head. And that's the other thing I think that ticked me off a little bit. Because in the opening hours of that situation happening, so many people misreport it. And this is what I hate about social media at times. It is good for getting the story out, but it is also bad for people who twist it. Because the opening things were like, oh, he punched an assistant coach. And I was like, really, Juwan Howard punched an assistant coach? And the well, first thing you're thinking is he actually punched somebody. When all it was was his hand went in a slapping motion against the coach's head. Not a punch. You know, and then that made the narrative even more worse. Because all people heard who did not see the video was he punched an assistant coach. And for social media to get it wrong, yeah, you got it wrong. But but you don't see anything else like that. As for the handshake line, man, college basketball is the only sport I know in which you do that. Uh, Hockey does it at the end of a seven-game series. Baseball doesn't do it at all. (laughs) Football loosely does it where players are coming out there, but other players are headed to the locker room. Um, even college football, most players aren't, you know, shaking hands like that. You know, they're either headed to the locker room, some players stick around, you know. Um, and baseball, they do the, the handshake line. At least in, in – I know that in baseball, at least where I grew up, they do the handshake line. Um, and I do believe that they still do the handshake line, but I think they do it before the game. High school? Yeah, I – yeah, my high school did the handshake line. But yeah, I think they did school. it before yeah. the game so that it was like, no, no, no. And I'm not, not that I don't remember it in college. And you and I went to the same college. So yeah. I, if I don't remember yeah. it, you don't remember it, I'm going to go with it didn't happen. But it, I've seen it, it, it on semi-pro teams. But, again, it's done at the beginning of the game. So it's before any yeah. emotions, before any of that stuff. It's like, good job, you know, have right. a good game, have a good game, have a good game yeah. kind of thing. And and because of the emotions of basketball, I don't think that sometimes it's best to do that after a game. Because if you lose in a situation like that, 
you're not really prepared to go and shake the hand of the team that just beat you. You know, I really don't think it's a good idea. Uh, I would prefer that you get it out of the way in the beginning. Uh, At the end, though, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, they might have whipped your behind. Go shake their hand. (laughs) I sit there like, as an athlete, as a person, it's like, really? You want me to go over here and shake their hand? And some of them over here grinning, you know, they just beat us. I'm not really in the best of moods to go and shake somebody's hand. Uh-huh. But uh, no, not really in the mood. <laughs> but um, yeah, and it's half-hearted. From what I've seen, yes, it it's is. very half-hearted. It's like yeah, good game, good game, good game, good game, good game. You don't even make eye contact. There's no, no real talk. It's just yeah, good game, 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 good game. That's what it is. Like it's very monotone. It's no eye contact. Your hand goes out. You just high five. You're done. And it's not even a high five, it's a low five. It's like, yeah, whatever. You know, there's no yeah. real, like, the only people I think that should have to have a handshake at any at any point in time, really, now that I'm thinking about this, this is, this is more of, you know, as my juices start flowing. If you want to get rid of the handshake line, which I'm, I'm okay with doing, and doing some kind of hybrid with, like, you know, if you want to shake hands, you want to talk to people, because there's people that know each other on, on different teams and are friends. Um, if you want to do that after the game, you just stay on the court and you're done. The only two people I think is to have to handshake, and I know it's a have to, and it kind of sucks. And 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 Howard is a very emotional coach, so doing this probably would really suck. But going over and shaking the other coach's hand, like, hey, you coach well, done. End of the end of discussion. And again, it's still gonna be that high five of the game, but you're supposed to be the adult. You're supposed to be the, the shining example that these students are following and then becoming becoming adults with that in mind. Like, those are the people that you look up to. Be adults. Right. I'm sorry. Anytime I'm up against somebody in my workplace, I, I, I just had it. I went in for an interview at my workplace. It was a very competitive interview. There were other people that went in for the same interview. The stat, you know, the status of that interview came out. I ended up talking with one of the people that went in for the interview, and we got to have a good long chat about it. We're adults. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to take those opportunities and grow. Um, so I think if we're going to get rid of it, move it to coaches, be good stewards of the sport. Shake your hand, say good game, leave the court, and leave the emotion there. I know that's a hard thing to do. I know that's a hard thing to do. But to, but do. Yeah. Do I didn't think we were. Really, uh, I, if we're going to do that, then yeah, I, I think that that is probably the best idea to do it that way, uh, so that it shows some type of sportsmanship. Uh, like I said basketball in recent years has changed. And even then, I was like, college basketball is the only sport I know that does. And the pros, they don't really, back in years past, when I grew up watching even the pros, they didn't even really do that. It was kind of like, game over? Okay, we'll go back to my locker room now. We're done, you know? (laughs) And nowadays, it's like, because these players know each other and they played on, 
know uh, uh, the peewee squads or grew up playing together and knew each other. They'll stop and they'll all go over, and that's fine, you know. Um, and like I said, hockey, uh, they didn't do it till after the seven-game series. Even then, it was like a quick touch of the gloves because you just went seven games toe-to-toe, and they didn't really <laughs> I didn't really care. Well, like college right. basketball, people are turning off the game when the clock reaches zero anyway. We're not going to see that. The only people who are going to see that really are the people in the gym. So who are you showing it off for? So <laughs> I don't know who, who you're looking to prove that to besides the people who are there in the audience. But I guess if you want to keep it, then you can at least do some form of it where it looks good. Uh, but like I said, the today's current athlete, I'm not so sure if that's something that's now a little bit outdated, that you do it maybe at the beginning of the game or in some ceremonial type of way, because after a game, when feelings are still there, it's volatile. When you have it more volatile now than it used to be, you're going to get what you had this past weekend. Um, it could be avoided, but, I, I, you know, I hope that it is a rare thing that, occurred with that and that it doesn't happen again, although I have a very bad feeling it's going to occur one day. It's going to be like really worse than this. You're going to see coaches going at it. You're going to see players going at it and probably some fans going at it, especially if it is a very, very intense field and emotional game. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't, I agree with you that maybe we could do it at that point. Uh, Hopefully it can get back to meaning something. But I always think that a game in which it's highly emotional and highly intense, a handshake means nothing because nobody. <laughs> nobody is, yeah, nobody's taking hands. Yeah, I'm going to take your hand for beating my behind a game in which I tried really hard to win. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure. But I didn't think we were going to talk about that for that long, uh, which leads us now to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I knew going into tonight something was going to be talked about for a little bit, but uh, that was it. Uh, actually, you know what? Oh, come to... on. It's Michigan basketball. You know that's where I started following Michigan. So I, I, I know. I know. And I remember back in high school, and I know, I think I told you this story, that back in 93, uh, uh, I know how that means in its place for you, um, I was the lone person mm-hmm. in our school that was going for North Carolina. Um, <laughs> so you know, oh, wow. What the was like at school the next day uh, when people who I bet lost that game. So, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I'm glad we didn't meet each other back in 93. We wouldn't be friends. <laughs> I liked Michigan. I liked Michigan at that time, but it was just so many people going for it, and I felt that something was bound to happen. And I was like, I just didn't feel that they were going to do it because the year, uh, you know, a year before where you had kind of things go topsy turvy, I was like, yeah, no, they'll find some way that you lose. Something's going to happen. And I was that person. And yeah, and exactly what happened. Uh, I was going forward because it, it's, it's like nobody was really like one guy wanted to bet and he was like, oh yeah, I want to bet. Anybody over here brave enough to take North Carolina? I'm like, I'll take that bet. And yeah. 
tonight into the retro moments of the week uh on the other side uh we'll talk a little bit about jerry lewis and then like i said i have an article about um something that has to do a little bit with where mary lives but also where i live but uh it was interesting enough in itself as to where uh it was funny and then we'll have yay or nay uh who knows this may be another 90 minute show tonight because we're already 50 minutes past the hour You are listening to page one with Laura Mary. We'll be right back after this. That's a crime. Yeah? You're at Kentucky Fried Chicken without trying the original recipe. I happen to like the extra crispy. Are you saying there's a difference? Oh, yes. Original recipe is the only chicken with the Colonel's 11 secret herbs and spices. And pressure fried, tender and juicy. Team 10, report in. My, my original recipe. Evidence. The Colonel's Juicy Tender Original Recipe. Who can resist tenderness? Look sharp, feel sharp, be sharp and listen, mister. How are you fixed for play? Do you have plenty? How are you fixed for play? I'll take a look. By Joe, you know, I thought I had enough. This worn out blade will make you shave and mighty tough. I'll go and get some. Yes, and now when you purchase 20 easy shaving Gillette Blue Blades in this handy dispenser at the regular price of 98 cents, you pay nothing for a 35-cent tube of Gillette shaving cream, lather, or brushless. Ask for Gillette's bonus special at your favorite store. The supply is limited, so you'd better hurry. You're listening to Page One with LeVar and Mary on Block Talk Radio. Your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LeVar and Mary. one on this Friday night, the last night of February here in 2022, um, Laura along with Mary. So the two retro moments of the week uh, was a commercial for Gillette. Man, that much for some blades. <laughs> that doesn't even happen. Wouldn't that be great? Like, that would be great now. I would, yes, your 95 cents of disposable blades. Yes, please. <laughs> doesn't even happen anymore. Um, and then, of course, the KFC commercial with who else but Tony Randall, who was born 102 years ago. Uh, I think uh, was, uh, February 26th is his birthday. Uh, so um, tomorrow uh, he'll be up to 102. So, uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, Gillette commercial, man. I. I would nowadays blades will cost you. You get like now the blades that are already into the cartridge that you just pop into the razor, which cost you like an insane fifteen to twenty dollars. Which I don't know why it would, when clearly the plastic portion was only like probably like twenty some cents, and then the other portion was probably like 
a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) But you didn't pay anything for your 35-cent tubes of shaving cream because they had to tell you it was 35 cents that you were saving. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> uh, that's what it is. <laughs> uh, one of the articles that I read this week was about uh, came from the Huffington Post the other day, and it was about how several veteran actors had come forward with troubling claims against Jerry Lewis, accusing the late comedy legend of sexual harassment and assault during his 1960s heyday. Uh, on Wednesday, Vanity Fair unveiled an investigation in a short documentary detailing the allegations against Lewis, who died in 2017 at the age of 91. The article incorporated interviews with actors like Karen Sharp and Hope Holiday, who both co-starred with Lewis in the 1960s, uh, filmmakers Kirby Dick and Amy Ziering, who probed Mia Farrell's allegations against Woody Allen on HBO's Allen v. Farrell, highlight those actors' accounts in the upcoming film. Uh, Sharp, now 87, told Vanity Fair that Lewis unzipped his pants and began fondling her after summoning her to his office for costume fittings while filming 1964's The Disorderly Orderly. Uh, She said that I put my hand up and said, wait a minute, I don't know if this is a requirement for you young ladies, but this is something that I don't do, she recalled. I could see that he was furious. I got the feeling that uh, never really happened to him. Uh, Sharp, whose other credits include 1955's Man with the Gun and the 1959 TV series Johnny Ringo, said she offered to quit the film after the incident, and when she returned to the set to resume filming three days later, uh, she learned that she would only be allowed to rehearse her scenes with Lewis's stand-in, and the crew had been instructed not to speak to her. Uh, Holiday, now 91, described a similar scenario that allegedly took place on the set of 1961's The Ladies' Man. She said the first day we were working, he said, can you come to the dressing room afterward? I want to discuss what we're going to shoot tomorrow. And she says, I go into this garish dressing room with red wallpaper and gold furniture, and I sit down, and he presses a button, locks me in the dressing room with him. At that point, Lewis started to, quote, talk dirty to me as if he's talk, uh, as he's talking. The pants open, and the ugly thing came out, and he starts to uh, fondle himself, she said. I was frightened, and I just sat there, and I wanted to leave so badly. Uh, Lewis, who was married to Patty Palmer from 1944 to 1980 and to Sandra Pitnick from 1983 to his death, uh, he and Palmer uh, shared six children, uh, and he and Pitnick had one daughter together. Uh, the actor did boast about his sex life at interviews well in his later years. His reputation as a womanizer never diminished with age. Uh, in 2014, Amy Schumer described an uncomfortable moment she had with Lewis at an event that year that they both performed. She says he came up and we hugged each other, and then he started pushing me back trying to lay me down on the stage. So I buckled down and used my knees to stay in place. And he was in my ear saying, lay down. I whispered, no one is here. Even after I said no, he was still trying. I had to use my core to stay up. He's a strong mother blank. She says, I'm not going to be the girl who gets uh, after her set, she added. Sorry, Jerry Lewis. So this came out, and I thought about, too, the things that had come out recently about uh, Playboy founder Hugh Hefner and especially with the documentary with him and everyone in his life who now has had less than flattering things to say and the interesting thing that I saw in both was the reactions to the people, men and women uh, who pretty much uh, were defending those who 
weren't here to defend themselves and stating, well, why wasn't this said around the time that it happened? Um, and it led me to thinking, you know, when things like this come out after the fact and not during when that person is here, um, is it something that we still, and I'm saying this not from my standpoint, but as a standpoint of what the responses were, but is it something that should still be taken seriously even though the persons or people involved are not here to defend themselves on situations that happened decades before? I'm leaving that question now to you. Of course you would. Um, okay, Stan White may not have come out at the time. Like, as a woman in that era, um, you would have been looked at. And the victim shaming that was happening then is much worse than the victim shaming that's happening now. And there's still victim shaming. So I can understand why you may or may not have said something at the very moment that it happened. I don't understand why you waited till the guy was dead, though. That's where I don't understand. Like, if you were so scared about it, you were so worried about it, when everything was coming out a few years ago about, you know, the casting couches and et cetera, why not then? Hey, by the way, it did happen to me, too. I stand in solidarity. Hey, this happened. I, I I don't understand why you wait till somebody's dead. Um, the Hugh Hefner thing. Oh God, that that makes me so mad because these are women that some of them used the. They were just as guilty, I guess, is what I want to say. And I'm not saying that as a, like, oh, they shouldn't have done something, or oh, they were getting something out of it. But they were they were very much using the situation to advance themselves as Mm -hmm. much as they were getting used. Um, So that one's just a little, like, I hate being that person. I hate being a person that's looking at uh, at women and saying, and I have a daughter. I want you to stand up for yourself. I want you to say Mm -hmm. no. I want you to report it if it happens. And I'm going to believe you, and I will back you up 100% if something happens. Mm -hmm. But I'm also looking at this going, why did you wait? You waited until the guy was dead. In my mind, in my mind. Now, whether or not this is true, and I'm not saying that they're lying, but in my mind it's like, you didn't quite tell the truth then. Like, that's Mm -hmm. not, there's something else that you're leaving out that may have come out if he was still alive. Right. It's kind of like, hey, I broke that dish, but I threw it out. So now you don't know, like, but I just dropped it. But I already threw it out, so it's no big deal. Did you actually drop it, or did you, like, throw something at it, or did you, like, shoot a gun at it, or whatever, and then you threw it out? Well, now it's gone, so I can't look at it, so I have to take the word for it. And having to take somebody's word for it is almost as bad as not believing someone. Because now you're forcing me to listen to your side because I can't get the other side of that story. And we all know there's three sides to every story. 
So there's one person A side, person B side, and the truth, and the truth is always somewhere in the middle. That's where I, it's a, it's a very it's a very it's a very weird spot to be in. So I guess it's not a great answer, but no, I, I get what you're saying because it leaves me conflicted. I think that's the word I want to use. Conflicted over the fact that I don't know at this point because you're doing it long after they've passed. Are you doing this to force your own celebrity? Because I don't know from where people are coming from. Because to me, if it really – and like I'm like you. You don't want a victim shame here because if those stories did happen, it's a horrible thing to have happen. And it is horrible even more so to feel that you can't come out and say something. But I would would have wished, and I don't know, and I I guess it's one of those things where we have to case study and find out why there are so many studies of people who didn't want to say anything for fear of maybe their career being ended or maybe, uh, you know, uh, being blacklisted. But the thing is, is that even then, if this happened in the 60s, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, Jerry Lewis's career at one point, it wasn't the same by the time that the 80s and 90s came around. Why didn't you say something then? You know, and the thing is, is that mm-hmm. by not standing up to him even mm-hmm. then, at, you know, after that point, if you're not going to do it then, do it a little later because I'm pretty sure by the 70s and 80s, these people's career wasn't around and doing anything. And I don't understand why now, a few years after he's gone, what point does it make or prove for a person, like we said, is not here to defend themselves? Because all we can do now with those allegations is just say allegedly because you want both sides in order to make an informed decision. And when it's just one person who's still living long afterwards, how do I know? You know, you might have gone and said dirty talk with him too, and it might have gone all the way, and you might have just been like, oh, yeah, no, well, now I just want to, like, uh, write this book and make him look bad. He's not here to defend himself. I don't know. This is why, you know, I think a huge majority of people felt the same way. And I don't want to feel that way. I want to be like, man, well, this guy was a dirty so-and-so. But if he's not here to defend himself and me make an informed decision, I can't really say, yeah, he was bad, man. Because all, that's all we have is a mm-hmm. one-sided story now. And I think that's the whole thing about this that makes this so sad and bad and conflicting is because, you know, if you had said this maybe uh, 10, 20, 30 years ago, and we had time to sift through the story and make an informed decision, then where you want to put him in history and his place in history, you know, we would be able to kind of do so because we would have his feedback or maybe his silence. But by him not being mm-hmm. here now, I can't feel either way because it's not going to help anything. He's not here to harm anybody. And now it just looks like, an older lady with a gripe that's coming across or wants to keep herself in the public eye for the sake of a documentary and making a little bit of money. You know, it's the same thing with Hugh Hefter because you feel conflicted because 
most of you ladies didn't seem to have an issue when the reality show was coming in and all of the things that came from being a part of that life were rolling for you. And now here we are years after he's gone, the stories that should have come out then to stop what was going on didn't until now. And you hate feeling that way. And I don't want to feel that way. I want to say, yeah, you ladies. Yeah. Good. Thank you for coming out. But once again, we are left with the same one-sided story because the other person is not here to defend themselves. And if you want to be fair about it, and I know people are going to be like, well, it's Playboy. It's that life. That's why they're getting the brushback that they're getting. Just like some people are like, well, Jerry Lewis, you saw in that article, Jerry Lewis was a known womanizer. Well, he was a womanizer, but we were okay with it. But it would have meant more had this come out when he was here, because then it would have brought it in the spotlight, just like the things with Bill Cosby. For years, people in Hollywood knew about what he was doing. No one really thought more mm-hmm. to do anything about it until people finally said something about it. But you know what worked? Because he was here to actually defend himself. And when you had a chance to hear him, you made your decision, and a court made their decision that he was guilty of this stuff. And when you do it when somebody's long gone, it kind of is like it's diluted at that point. Whatever you were looking mm-hmm. to pretty do with that name or their name, it's diluted because they're not here to harm anyone anymore. They're not here to do that. You know, we thank you for your story, but that's now all it is. It's just a footnote to history, and it can be added for people to make their own decision but people aren't going to be able to make an informed decision because that other person was not here to equal out the story. And it makes me wonder why so late? Why did you wait until it's too late? Because if it happened to you, you know, I don't, I'm not going to get into the whole thing of it could have avoided it for other people because I hate doing that and blaming people for keeping silent. But, you know, for anyone that goes through things like this, I got to tell you, you know, the bravest thing that you could do, even in the face of when you think that you are going to be uh, blacklisted and just pretty much just run through the mud, is to be the brave one and to actually say no and to stand up and say something about it, no matter the cost. So, I don't know. Um I think that's, you know, the reaction that happened on social media was exactly what I was thinking it was going to happen. And a lot of people are like, well, he's not here anymore. <laughs> what, what difference does it make? And it pretty much mm-hmm. was the result that we're about here tonight. So, um, well, uh, before I go into uh, what's trending, uh, an interesting story that I read this week. Uh, so, do you know the most sinful state in the U.S.? <laughs> I would gather that it would be Las, uh, Nevada because of Las Vegas and prostitution, but I'm going to have a, I have an inkling that I would be wrong. Uh, don't doubt yourself. You are actually correct. A new study ranked all 50 states from the most sinful to least sinful Uh, The rankings are based on stats that match the seven deadly sins, like crime rates for rap, 
theft rates for jealousy, fast food joints per capita for gluttony, casinos for greed, porn site use for lust, plastic surgery rates for vanity, (laughs) and exercise rates for slot. Based on all of that, the top 10 most sinful states in order were at number one, Nevada, number two, California, number three, Texas, number four, Florida, number five, Louisiana, number six, Tennessee, at number seven was Pennsylvania, number eight was Georgia, number nine was South Carolina, and number 10 was Illinois. The least sinful state can you you want to take a guess as to what the least sinful state was? Rhode Island. Uh, You're on kind of, I know where you're going. You're kind of on the right path, but no. But the least sinful state. (laughs) Think of another state that really you don't really hear news about at all. Very rare. Wyoming. No, that was going to be the number one least sinful state. The least sinful state was Idaho. No, I find that hard to believe because it has ho at the end, but yeah, it's Idaho. Well, <laughs> well, hey, Idaho, all right, hey. That's hilarious. But, no, I've always said that I live in a state that's based off of seven deadly sins. <laughs> I'm shocked, though, that Florida is not – Ahead of Texas, I would have Texas was a little high. I was actually shocked. I'm Louisiana actually surprised that Louisiana was yeah was as low as it was yeah. on the list. Yeah, California and was I'm a little sure. higher than I thought too. But I think California because they were they're so close. And I am a little shocked about South Carolina being in that top ten. I don't know why. Um, because South Carolina I, seems like there should be a nice, wholesome state <laughs> with their southern bells. And... I guess. I would have thought it might be Alabama or something, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that was uh, that list. Um, we haven't even gotten to what's trending on Twitter tonight, but um, one of the things that I can't – oh, and before I forget, uh, for you folks out there, um do apologize. Uh there was a little bit of travel issues that occurred from this past Sunday night uh from the four one one lounge with Trinity St. Clair that was to occur. Um as you have seen on the Twitter page tonight, uh you can mark your calendars. Trinity St. Clair will be on on the four one one lounge on Blog Talk Radio on Sunday night, March sixth at nine o'clock Eastern time, eight o'clock central. So um we hope that this time there is no travel issues, um, but Trinity should be there. We should have a good time, uh, and um, hopefully you will be able to tune in Sunday night, March 6th. So, uh, but what's trending right now over on Twitter, I'm going to get that out, um, James Harden is the number one searched topic because he is debuting with the Philadelphia 76ers tonight. Uh, AEW Rampage is trending along with SmackDown. It's Friday night. RJ Barrett is trending because uh, he is back in the lineup for the New York Knicks. Um, Space has got talent. It's Friday night. That's trending as well. 
Um, and then also uh, Blue Bloods is trending um, yeah, because that is airing over on uh, CBS. Uh, a lot of basketball players um, and um, are uh, trending tonight with their respective teams. State of Delaware is trending as the president and the first lady uh, are leaving for Delaware to attend a family memorial service. The White House says that he will continue to be working on the situation in Ukraine. Uh, also, Charles Oakley is trending. <laughs> uh, former Chicago Bull, former New York Dick Charles Oakley. Uh, he says that Buck star Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, would have been a bench player in his era. <laughs> I don't know what's up. So maybe just one too many shots to the to the head. Uh, that was during an appearance of Clamps No Pump Fakes podcast. But yeah, he uh, yeah he said that pretty much uh, he would have been a bench player. Which I was like, are you? What are you smoking? I, I would love to know what he was smoking. But uh, yeah, um, so that's uh, a few of the things along with uh, Ukraine, which is trending, uh, and then. Uh, a lot of basketball tonight. Um, so, yeah, those are a few of the things that are out there uh, that's going on tonight. Um, really couldn't tell you. Uh, oh, also Tyler Perry was trending earlier today because his Medea Homecoming is now available to stream on Netflix. So uh, hopefully this weekend, I'm pretty sure this weekend, there's nothing really going on this weekend. Um no major sports, uh, and um, actually at this moment I was kind of looking at something where trending for a little while, and the reason why was that uh, Apple Pay and Google Pay, um, uh, as customers of banks targeted by uh, Russia's sanctions are unable to use Apple Pay or Google Pay. <laughs> so uh, that is... Uh, going to be very interesting. Um, <laughs> uh, especially as some of these sanctions are starting to hit uh, over the weekend. So, but yes, but that's what's trending. Um, but tonight, as promised, I did tell you that we would have a little bit of yay or nay. So, uh, one of the things that I saw this week was an interesting story, and I'm not sure if this would work or how it would work nowadays, but maybe it worked for these people. Um, but uh, there was a story, um, and now I kind of lost it as I was going through, and that's wonderful, and that's like live. Uh, that's live for you, so you go to the next <laughs> one. But, anyway. <laughs> but a first print VHS of The Terminator is making news. And the reason why is that a first print of 1984's The Terminator sold at a Comic Connect online auction for $32,500. The tape was in almost perfect condition. It received a 9 out of 10 for its preservation and a 7 out of 10 for the tape's corners and edges. I did not know that that was possible. Uh, an executive at the Comic Connect said that the tape sold in three days, adding that there's been an increase in VHS purchases over the past few years. So yay or nay to paying almost $32,500 for a first print, <laughs> I think, of almost anything, especially a Terminator. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
then here's the thing. I'm holding on to a few things that are first prints that I'm like, hmm, maybe I could sell those later. So I can't. Is that does that make me a hypocrite that I want to sell my first prints but I don't want to buy them? I don't want to buy them. Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, I say no. Yeah. I don't understand the VHS stuff. Why? I don't know. You can't find you can't find any VCRs anywhere. So I was like, so it's gonna cost you a grip if you do try to find a V. And even then, what do you do with it? I mean, you're just sitting on a VHS tape that you can't do anything with. I mean, I know it's like the eight track, but you know you can't play it really because you want to keep it pristine. So what do you do with it? I I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> next yay or nay story. Was the one yeah, is uh, the one from where a mother promised her son eighteen hundred dollars on his eighteenth birthday if he stayed off of social media, and he did. She says, I'm proud of him because there were a few times where it was harder. Um, so the question is, could you stay off of social media for six years if it meant earning a nice chunk of change? One Minnesota mom challenged her son to do just that, and he succeeded. Uh, Sievert Clefesis, 18, is $1,800 richer now after going without social media since 2016. Uh, he was 12 when he began what his mother called the 18 for 18 challenge. He said, he said, being 12, uh, I didn't really have that great of a concept of money yet, so I was like, oh, sick, yeah, honestly. Uh, despite the tall order, uh, the mom told the station that she knew for sure that her son would complete the task. He really did dig in, she explained. He was like, I'm not breaking this. I'm proud of him because there were a few times when it was harder. Uh, the idea for the challenge came after she watched her eldest daughter struggle with the effects of social media and what it had on her life during her teenage years. She said she got so obsessed with keeping up her Snapchat streaks that really it was affecting her mood. It was affecting her friendships. And the mom said pulling her daughter away from social media was, quote, like an intervention, but was ultimately worth the effort. She was really, really upset, but it was not even three weeks later that she thanked us and said that she was so happy to not have her phone. After hearing about a similar 16 for 16 challenge on the radio, she formulated the 18 for 18 challenge in hopes of seeing her son avoiding the same problems many other teens face on social media. Uh, and uh, so, of course, at 12, he wasn't enthralled by social media when his mother put him to the test. And the young man told CNN that it was not hard for him to stay on task either, especially when unnecessary drama arose. Uh, so I guess here, the question, yay or nay, to offering your child uh, money to stay off of social media, I guess the next question within that, yay or nay, is if somebody owes you 1800 bucks for six years to stay off of any form of social media, could you do it? No. Be careful okay. when you answer. But I have, to, I, have to, I have to have an asterisk. I have to have an asterisk on that one. So I applaud both of them for being able to live up to that challenge. Um, like you said, at 12, it's not that big of a deal, but, you know, as they get older, it does become a bigger deal. And that's and that's the, the world we live in. Um, 
the reason I said no as quickly as I did, like I said, it has an asterisk on it. I, I got off of Facebook and deleted my profile completely. And I have never, I haven't looked back. It's, we're going on two years now, and I just haven't looked back. Um, the reason I said no is because if you would have offered that to me next year maybe, I might be able to say yes. A lot of the communications that are coming through are coming through on social media. Um, my kids' prom, I didn't find out about it until I saw it on Instagram. That's the mm. school talking about the senior prom. And the only way you found out about it was Instagram. And had somebody not said, hey, it's on Instagram, to someone else on Instagram that was somebody I followed, then I wouldn't have known about it at all. Um, mm. Unfortunately, a lot of the things that we're doing right now, uh, as much as we need to unplug, we're also trying to leverage it. So it's very hard to do. And my job prior to recently, I had to, I had to troll social media to catch things that were happening. So I couldn't be off of any form of social media. If you're talking just personal, heck yeah. I'm way more about talking in person than I am about posting something on. I have a Snapchat. I think I've used it twice. I'm not that person. Like, I'm not not opposed to using technology. I'm just, I have better things to do with my time than taking a selfie of myself in front of a doorway of something that I want to remember for all time. I'd rather go through the doorway and actually make the memories. Um, So, yeah, that's why I had to put that aspect on there. Job, work. Unfortunately, I couldn't. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that with kiddo with everything because of the way the world works today. Now, if they kept doing some old, some of the old school stuff, you know, like actually talking to people, and, you know, posting, you know, they make phone calls or, or I don't know, sending letters home to parents. There's a thought process. That's a headbanger right there. Snail mail. All right. Yeah. Twitch, twitch. Yeah, you can't say it. Right. Could you do it? Could you do it? No. I know you use social media. No, I use social media. media. No, you could. No, you could. Because that would be any type of like, to me, social media is any type of thing that, you know, I don't even call this some sort of way of social media. So no, um, I, it is good for some things and staying in touch with family and friends. You know, you can utilize it to how you want to. Um, I think when it comes to, and sadly, even for adults, but there's a lot of drama that runs with social media, but there's ways in which you can get around allowing it to happen. Um, So, you know, I tend to, if there are things that I don't want to see, I don't have to see it. I'll either snooze it or just unfollow it. I'm not going to unfollow the person. But I'll just unfollow it. I don't want to have to see it. It's not going to upset me. 
I got enough going on in my life to be upset by something that somebody's posted. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I don't let it bother me. Um, but I'm a little different because I've been in it for so long. I mean, I am, you know, it's it's something when I laugh at some of the people that I follow, because there's been a few people where we've all followed each other, even before Facebook, we followed each other, uh, you know, with um, MySpace. MySpace, the earliest form of social media. So, you know, it is, I think once you can get over that, um, other stuff is not going to phase you. <laughs> it really won't. <laughs> so Facebook is easy at this point. MySpace was where the drama truly used to begin. And did it bother you? Yeah. You could pretty much, because especially, too, the big drama back then was who was like your top six or ten people that you followed on your page because you could, like, put the pictures of the people in the beginning that, you know, were your tops that you followed. And if you weren't in somebody's, like, top six or top eight, holy cow. You know, like, oh, I see you got so-and-so over there. I see you follow so-and-so. And that was the earliest forms of, like, drama, you know, or music that you put or sayings that you put or things that you had, like, put on your main page. And if you can make it past that, you make it, if you can make it there, you'll make it anywhere. <laughs> So, yes, I didn't let it bother me. Um, And then also in the yay or nay section, of course, you know that sometimes we always have to mention food. Uh, There are new (laughs) jelly beans uh, on the way. Uh, Both are official versions, by the way. They are not knockoffs, but new jelly beans that taste like Fruit Loops and new Skittles-flavored jelly beans are coming soon. Yay and A to trying uh, the new jelly beans. Um, yes to the Skittles, no to the Fruit Loops. I, I don't know that Fruit Loops would make a good... Fruit Loops are chalky. As <laughs> 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 I'm thinking about this, I'm like, they were dry, but they're cereal, so they were supposed to be dry. Um, yeah, no, I try it. I, I would try them. There's Starburst jelly beans. I love those. And then uh, there are Sweet Tart jelly beans. Those are addictive. So during the you know Easter season, I try to stay away from the jelly bean aisle as much as possible. Mostly because they get rid of the black jelly beans. I hate black jelly beans. So as long as they don't bring those. Yeah, I try them. I try them. Tell me that there's a Doritos jelly bean. I'd be like, nah. Come on now. Now you're just pushing it. Now you're just By the way, speaking of uh, uh, comeback here, uh, there was actually an uh, no, that was from last year. That really doesn't matter. But I don't, I don't know. It's I've heard there was chocolate peeps out there as well, uh, which I'm not. Uh, yes. I don't know if that is. Yes, sir. All that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not well, a peep you. person, but there is another person in my home that is a peep person. Dislike peeps. Oh yeah, I dislike peeps, and somebody else in my home really likes them, um, but not like. Let's back up. They really like them, but they're not going to go out there and eat like a gross of them. Um, 
or a case of them, they're they're gonna you know they'll eat only one or two. Uh, but yes, yeah, they really like heat. And so yeah, there were chocolate and blue raspberry peeps, if I remember correctly. Interesting. Yeah, no, we thank you. Oh. Purple colored, I don't know what flavored peeps on our counter right now. <laughs> I can't, I can't stand them. I want to throw them in the gun because they're not mine, so I'm not going to. But, yeah, that's, they're in the house. Uh, it's well. definitely enough for me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, you're not a peep person? No. You're not a peeper? <laughs> nope, not a peeper. Sorry. That's, uh... That ain't going to happen. Yeah, yeah. But with that, my friends, the old clock on the wall is telling us that our time is just about up. Did you have any shout-outs for this week? Uh, there's a couple of people that are having birthdays coming up at the end of the month. Uh, happy birthday to all the leap year babies that don't get to celebrate their birthdays on the days that they were born. So happy birthday to them. Um, you know, that, that happens every year. Well, not every year. Three years out of every four. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so we had discussions about that tonight. Um, other than that, no. I, I and then also, you know, yay for Lavar for getting on the Discord. Now we just gotta get him so that he's not like, you know, blocking everyone. We're working on it, people. We'll get him there. We'll get him there, I promise. Not intentional. <laughs> still learning. We're still learning. We'll get it taken care of. But no, that's about it. That's it. Well, you know, um, I don't have anything. Um, This is one of those rare weeks where I don't have any shout outs. So uh, the only shout out I will give is to all of you out there. And we thank you as always for tuning in and listening to us. And of course, follow us on Twitter, on our webpage, newscomicblog.com, which has been renewed for another year, which is now there. Uh, also um, on Instagram, on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, all of those places where you can find us. We're on Discord, um, and I have been working out some things, and we may be trying out some things soon in regards to our friends. Play it, play it. So, uh, <laughs> Causing domestic that. disturbances amongst the people that are involved, though. <laughs> right, right, right. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, didn't mean to do that, but uh, but uh, we can. Yeah, we could say that we're we're excited about the <laughs> probabilities. We could say we're excited about the probabilities that are to come. And, I'm so um, Yeah, that can also yes. get you. Yes, I'm in as well. I was like, I know that clip. I know that clip. I can also get you. You are not a 90s kid. Everybody knows that clip. <laughs> we can be that way, too. Yes, so 
will see you back here next Friday night, 10 o'clock Eastern time, 9 o'clock Central for another edition of Page One. So have a great week, everybody. Enjoy, um, hopefully, a decent weekend. And, of course, like I said, we're thinking about everybody on the other side of the world, the Ukraine and Dub. Uh, only hope and pray that things get better from here. They have to. Um, and, uh, yeah, keep it tuned to your local stations for uh, developing news on that throughout the weekend, but um, hopefully by the time that we give back to you next Friday night, everybody will be good, and that's all we can hope for. So take care of yourselves, everybody, and each other. We'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple. 